0: chapter 14 the children of israel are marching out of egypt in fact at the very end of chapter 13 the torah says that bisharach parot am when pharaoh sent the people out funagam rohim derach avot prishtim ki kalavu ki am rohim peni nochein ba'am birotam bkhama vshavu mitsrayma God did not lead them to the land of the Philistines. That's the shortest route. It was nearer. God said the people may have a change of heart when they see war and return to Egypt. So instead of marching directly to the land, the promised land, the Torah says, God led the people in a roundabout way by the wilderness of the Sea of Reeds, of Yamsuf. So they're going in a circuitous route, and the Torah then says in chapter fourteen that God commanded Moshe in the second uh verse, God instructed uh, Moshe to tell the Israelites to turn back and encamp before Piachirot between Migdol and the sea before Baal Tzaphon you shall encamp facing it by the sea so God is positioning Israel to move towards the sea and to put them in a the position that the sea is in front of them and if Pharaoh will choose to ta- attack with his troops there will be the sea in front of them and Pharaoh's army is behind them. And that's exactly what happens. And God says to Moshe, God says, Pharaoh's heart will be hardened, Pharaoh will pursue them, that I may gain glory through Pharaoh and all of his host, and the Egyptians will know that I am the Lord. Once again, we come to the theme we've encountered earlier: that the purpose of this entire Exodus, primary purpose, is l'man teida; they will know. And here too, God says, "I want to maneuver it in such a way that adum Mitzrayim, all of Egypt will know that I am the Lord." Pharaoh, when he hears that Israel is encamped in this place, in the fifth verse, is told ki Pharaoh's heart changed towards the people and the servant said, what did we do? It's, I think at this point, interesting to reflect that earlier when Israel leaves Egypt, Pharaoh went to speak to Moshe and In chapter 12, we have the plague of the firstborn. And Pharaoh said to Moshe, You can leave. Back in chapter 12, verse number 31. So Pharaoh says... You can go now and serve the Lord. You can take the cattle as well. Remember earlier in the negotiation, Pharaoh had said, Who's going? And Moshe said, The old, the young, the women, the children, and the cattle as well. And later, in a negotiation afterwards, Pharaoh had said, No, the cattle must remain behind. Here Pharaoh says to Moshe in chapter 12, you can take the cattle as well and serve God. That means what Pharaoh was actually saying is not you can leave. He said you can go and serve God as you said. Moshe had said earlier, we want to go into the desert and serve God and presumably to return afterwards. So actually Pharaoh never simply said leave. That's Pharaoh. But the Egyptian people, in verse 33, Vatechazak mitzrayim ala'am there's a difference between the Egyptian people who chase Israel out, who urge them powerfully to leave. They say if they stay, we're going to die. So as far as the people are concerned, they, they are banishing Israel from the land of Egypt. But as far as Pharaoh is concerned, he never actually said leave. He said serve God as you wish. And here, in chapter 14, Pharaoh's heart changes because in reality he never fully really gave them permission to simply leave so pharaoh assembles his armies his horses horsemen and chariots and chases after israel and the torah tells that tells us in verse number 10 the israelites lifted up their eyes they see that behind them, the, the Egyptian army, and they cry out to God. And they said to Moshe, in verse number 11, What, there are no graves in, in Egypt? They took us to die in the desert? What have you done? We told you this earlier. Leave us alone. Let us serve Egypt. We'd rather die, we'd rather serve the Egyptians than die in the desert. In verse 13, don't be afraid. Stand up and witness the redemption of God that God will do for you today. As you have seen the Egyptians today, you will see them never again. God will fight. You shall be silent. Hold your peace. It's interesting to look at this, these verses but Moshe's instruction to the people to stand up and witness and be silent and see in the words of the Torah, Yeshua, the salvation of the, of the Lord. It's interesting to read these verses in chapter 14, in light of verses we read later in chapter 17. Chapter 17, the Torah tells us in the second half of chapter 17 that the Amalekites attacked Vayavu Amalek, And Moshe said in that chapter, in chapter 17, Vayim Yehoshua b'amalek. Moshe said to Joshua, it's the first time we encounter the name Yehoshua, which sounds very much like Yeshua, salvation. Go out. Choose men and fight against Amalek. I will go and stand on the top of the hill and the staff of God will be in my hand. And Yahshua did so. And Yahshua gathered the people to fight against Amalek. So it's interesting that in the case of Amalek, it talks about Moshe commanding Yehoshua and he is to gather... Uh, the army and to and to go to war to fight a battle but in, in terms of the egyptians it says quite the opposite simply stand hitjatsvu not veno nochinitzav rosha give chapter 17 i will stand on the hill and you fight below but hitjatsvu Uru'u, simply see witness god's redemption in the case of amalek chapter 17 the chapter ended by saying that god has an eternal battle against amalek go and tell joshua to write this write this down in a in a, in a book and 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 put in joshua's ears that i will fight against amalek uh, in every generation and i will defeat amalek but the war against amalek is midar dar is from generation to generation in contrast to chapter 14 when it comes to e- the egyptians You will never see them again. So something changes, actually, later on. In the story of Amalek, Israel's marching in the desert, Amalek is an enemy against whom the people have to be mobilized. But in our chapter, in chapter 14, the entire focus is not on the people. The focus is on God, who set up the entire war to begin with. God maneuvers Israel into a position as bait, for the Egyptians, so that God can continue to wage God's war. As God said, I will harden Pharaoh's heart and all of his chariots and all of his armies, the purpose of which is the Egyptians will know. So, that story, chapter 14, is part and parcel of the Exodus, which is all about God's salvation. The slaves do very little, they can act as witnesses, they can obey. But it's God's war. It's God's war against Mitzrayim. Later in chapter 17, it's not only God's war. It's God's war, but it's the people's war as well.